You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Gray Man, we're here talking Gray Man. Uh, God, I got I got a lot of things to say, but yet so little. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Every time that you say the title of the movie, I go into the song of... Always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. Fighter of the Nightman. Uh, obviously, he doesn't say Gray Man. He says Gay Man. Yeah. Well, there's that. Eric, or no, Day this... Man. Fighter of the Nightman. Eric, this is this is this is a Netflix released movie. Big names attached. Big directors attached. Why did it not get the love? This because. That's what it was. It was just like the the director and the actors just kind of had this thing just predictable, loaded up to just be another another action movie, and that's what it was, another Michael Bay event. Perfect. Because I'm looking at it now, the budget for this was $200 million. $200 million budget. I love this. Now, I know a lot of this is because of Netflix, maybe also because of COVID, or maybe also because people just don't care. But its box office gross was three hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, I think everything's going to be um, on streaming because this was same day release, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Netflix as it was to theaters, and I think it's just kind of Netflix's experiment where, like, all right, well, let's see if we can get our our movies out there a bit more and see if they can do well and see if they can. Um, have enough appeal to bring people to a big screen and like probably not huh well no i also i'm looking at this too this was this was based off of a book and look you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and say it now um you know me i'm all about emotion here i don't get why don't people... do it jordan don't say it i'm gonna say it no no don't, can't don't stop do me. it i'm doing not it. on this show i don't understand why people have a love affair, or maybe I perceive that people have a love affair with the Russos. They're not great directors. They made one really, really, really good action film. Other than that, they're garbage. Here we go, everybody. Part three of the of the Russo rant here. Go. Oh, did I already say this? Well, we have talked about, uh, obviously, like other Marvel movies of theirs. And... Uh, didn't we review another one of their movies that was... Um... Uh, well, no. Yes and no. So we didn't review Cherry, but we oh. reviewed it. We reviewed Extraction, but that was just written and produced. Um, so we have not seen uh, Cherry. Extraction 2 is coming out. Yay. Um, no, but it's just like, you know, you, me, and Dupree, really. Uh, Winter Soldier. I would argue is probably the top three Marvel film of all time. Civil War was fine. It's what it was. Infinity War was okay. And Endgame was bad. So, I mean, and, and, and the reason I'm saying this is this movie is no different. Uh, my uh, wife said it last night when we watched this. She goes, oh, this is this is Bond and, and uh, Jason Bourne. I said, yeah, that's pretty much what this mm-hmm. is. Um, getting ahead of myself, why I'm so irritated is towards the middle of the movie when he's fighting on top of a train that was all nonsense yeah i uh yeah there are parts in this movie that just kind of skipped around and i I kind of forgot where we were after a moment but um yeah i mean like a lot of the the fights were 
you could tell that they were trying to go for for like a lot of the the realism part, like uh, like the guns on the plane, for instance. You know, as, as something that I pointed out, like there's a very common trope uh, that happens in a lot of action movies where there are gunfights uh, in an airplane while it's in air, and it, it bullets just are able just to ricochet with you know they they don't pierce or anything, they don't bust through. There's cabin pressure that's equal all around, um, but I, I liked that uh, they had that, but it seems like, like okay, well we have the detail. That means we can ignore what grenades do to people as well too, and we can just kind of drop those wherever we want, and people can just go, oh, you bastard, and just run away, and uh, have like t like two people die, and then one person like just walk away. Yeah, it seems kind of like a like a weird thing to just kind of uh, ignore, but you know I'm not gonna pretend like I know how grenades work. Um, but that's just observation. Well, okay, so uh, this movie's based off of a book, and that's all the history that I have to say for it. Um, so Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Um, I want to say that this is the face-off of the Gen Zers, would you say? That's pretty good. I, I don't mean, know. Like, I mean, this, this, <laughs> this doesn't seem anything more... Than like another Hobbs and Shaw to me. No, but this is different though. I mean, like because because yeah, it's totally different because Hobbs and Shaw because they have hair because these two people have hair. I don't think and the, other, the other two people don't have hair. It's two bald men, and then I don't you think... go into Fast and Furious and it's three bald men. <laughs> Family too. I don't think Hobbs and Shaw, um, comparing to these two. Are big enough stars for bald men? Because you forget, I forgot about Tyrese. So I don't think that the men and Hobbs and Shaw are as uh, big as the men in, in this movie. I mean, we got Ryan Gosling, who is uh, not only is he a great and phenomenal actor, but he's also a heartthrob, very popular. Chris Evans has been playing Captain America for over ten years. Everybody knows who he is. I mean, like this is this is this is Nick Cage and John Travolta through and through. This is exactly what this is. is this is nothing like Hobbs and Shaw. Is this a common thing, right? Where it's uh, uh, kind of the opposite of what you're known for to get out of the the typecast and image. He's he's known for playing like the Golden Boy superhero, and the one of his big projects out of it uh, after that is to be the villain with a mustache. I actually like it. You know what? I'm just going to go in and say it right now because you because you, you made that statement. Say it. Um, I don't like this movie. This movie probably will get a small bag for me, but only because Chris Evans is the greatest thing ever in this movie. I love everything about Chris Evans, and I'm going to go on a love affair rant about Chris Evans. I love the idea that he decided to have a mustache. That's his own idea. Why? Because it's ridiculous. I love the crew cut. Just great. He still has the uh, Captain America build, right? So he's wearing these really, really tight clothes with high water pants and like really tight muscle shirts. And he just is so comedic and so funny. Majority of his lines with Ryan Gosling were improvised. And I guessed in doing research on this one that the roles were reversed. They wanted Gosling to play the role and Evans to be the hero. But one night over drinks, those two got together and said, let's flip it. I, I don't think it was over drinks. Or if it was, it was because they were watching me, myself, and Irene. And Chris Evans saw Jim Carrey and said, yeah, I want to play that guy. 
He looks exactly like him. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely love Chris Evans in this. I, I, I can't believe it. I will watch this movie again just because of him. I, he was really that charming. Uh, sure. Like it seemed like, to be honest, that both the characters were were having a f- like fun. Like it seemed like they were both having a good time on set. And I know that both of them are are good actors on their own, but it really does show that, uh, you know, when they believe in it or not, when they when they are committed to it, they're, and they're, uh, I don't know, a bit more bushy tailed than than most when they're on set, and just kind of giving you more of in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's always uh, good to you know be pretty on top of that too, easy on the eyes, and then add um, Anna De Armas to that mix too, and uh, of course the the biggest heartthrob of them all, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, I can't believe he's in this movie, um, and he is quickly forgotten very quick. That, okay, so I, I talked about how much I love this movie with Chris Evans, and I don't want to make this whole rant about. I want this whole review to be about Chris Evans. But <laughs> you forget about again the other uh, uh, sexy person here, but I can't pronounce his, his name. Is it uh, Reggae Jean Page? Reggae Jean Page? Oh, trust me, Ray-Gay I know Jean, all about Ray-Gay that. Jean Page. So this is exactly how this conversation went. There's no flair. This is exactly the conversation. Oh, okay. Last, then last night it was. So what are we doing again tonight? I said we got to watch Gray Man for tomorrow's show, and she went, "Oh, that's right. That's that's the movie with the hot guys." I was like, okay. So we, we sit down, we have our popcorn, we press play on Netflix, and she sees that that Pierre guy, whatever, right? And she goes, oh! And I went, what? That's the guy from Bridgerton. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Here I am. I'm in it, you know? Uh, this movie has everything for both sexes, right? It has the hot men, especially with shirts off, and then it has the action for the dudes. That is the start of my complaints. This plot makes no sense. Can I just break this down with you? Ryan Gosling, we find out, kills his father in self-defense because he was an abusive jerk, goes to jail and has the possibility of parole until like 2030-something. It's 2003 in this time period. And Billy Bob Thornton is there with CIA, and he's like, hey, guess what, dude? Um, So you're pretty much like not going to get out of here, but you're going to walk out with me, and you're going to be part of this gray man project. And we're going to call you 06 because we don't want to do so much copyright infringement. And I'm just like, that's bad. And he's a trained assassin. Don't know how he's a trained assassin. He was a kid who killed his dad. How he knows all these moves, don't know. We needed to have a montage. Might as well go stupid, right, Eric? Might as well have a montage of him training. Because now you're telling me that I have to believe that this kid killed his dad grows up to be Gosling, and next time we see him, he's this awesome secret assassin. 18 years was the, the was the jump, right? Where's 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 the training montage? To be honest, um, there was zero character development in any part of this movie, I think, for anyone, right? It, um, it, it, was, all, it, was, it was all situation. Uh, no, it wasn't. He was introduced as a villain. He died as a villain. Uh, same with, uh, uh, I would say not so much Carmichael, uh, uh, Bridgerton boy, uh, Bridgerton like, boy, because because I guess you could say that there was a twist where he ends up kind of being the villain because he's trying to run Shadow Ops, but he is the villain. He's the main villain. Chris Evans even said in the beginning when he uh, when he's talking to uh, uh, Bridgerton guy where he's just like you know. 
Who am I going after? Oh, I don't know. I have to get top clearance for this. I don't want to do that. I mean, like right there, that shows you that that the bad guy is is Bridgerton, dude. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. He's he's running the show, and it's just kind of implied that uh, as we peel more layers of the onion of what the motive is, and I guess that would be more of the uh, the growth is that we get a reason why because what is the reason why? I'm confused. Uh. He is the youngest uh, CEO or position of person ever, and I I got here by taking it. And I think he basically just got um, too greedy with the power that he just like, all right, well, anyone standing in my way because I have the control over these killers, I can just eliminate. So I, I that was his motive, which just junk on power, right? Which is stupid. Which is very stupid because this program was yeah, a very highly successful program. This is their Suicide Squad. Because every common person... for like a spy movie, though, right? The villain just being like, to, you know, to take over the world, Mister Bond. Yeah, you know, bad because I mean, besides Chris Evans with that amazing mustache, um, what else do I care about this movie? I don't care about the females in this. I don't care uh, about any damsels distress. There is none. Um, there, there was one. It was the niece who would also later be the uh, uh, kind of the bodyguard dead uh, that we find in a flashback from six, right? That um, yeah, Ryan yeah, Gosling was but sent she's... to to guard the the young girl who is Billy Bob's niece, and of course we get like those weak links of well, you know, she's the only family I got, and and then the fast forward to her in six saying well you don't have a family i don't have family so i guess that makes us family and i guess it's a bonding moment but that's all we got from it and and i wanted to feel a bit more um i guess we got some quotes out of that too right the just another tuesday or just another thursday uh so a little bit of heart in there but um i feel like they they had a choice, the Russo brothers, that is, and they said, you know what, we don't need the love, we can just put a lot more punches in here instead. Yeah, and, and see, that's what I needed. I, I needed more love, because when... Uh, I know why Chris Evans is here, because of his ties with the Russos, but I, I'm telling you, I mean, maybe, maybe I... I don't want to sound like I'm on a love affair with Chris Evans on this, but this role was perfect. I never thought this could happen for his character. You know, like kind of what I'm feeling right now, and I, I know you're probably going to say I'm so overreacting, but what I'm feeling about him is the way that people felt about Heath Ledger with Joker. It's just like, what? Like, I didn't think Chris Evans could do this. I've seen Chris Evans' career since it first started as the jock in Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> yeah. And now he's doing this. And it's just, just like... Where did this come from? The, the like, best quote I, I've I've seen so far online was that uh, this movie was the real version of the fake movies that he was doing in Scott Pilgrim. Perfect. No, I just I just I I was going on my rant with him again because I feel like that is a character that I would rather follow. I actually think opposite. I think that Ryan Gosling was kind of phoning it in. He's not an action hero. This was like. This this kind of kept on reminding me of of them putting Danny Glover in Predator Two. It's just like no, he's the guy who's too old for this, you know. It's like he's a lethal weapon guy. Like what? no, I mean no, yeah, Gosling Gosling's not an action hero. 
I, I hold on a sec. I, I just clicked off of it. I need to get back on onto it real quick because that's that's a that's a lot. He he's been in a lot of action movies. Action like this? Tell me one. No, action no, not straight. action movies like this. Driver wasn't like this. Right, that's or not drive. Action. Drive's not an action movie. I I mean there is action in it. He's he's fighting in it. But it's not an action movie. Are you gonna say Nice Guys is an action movie? Because it's not. That's a crime movie. Right. I guess. So, so right, he hasn't it? done he hasn't done stupid. This uh, movie's stupid. Um I'm jeez, he has done a lot. I'm looking at all the uh I'm telling you, you're you ain't gonna find lot, nothing. You ain't gonna find nothing. We gotta we gotta have a Ryan Gosling day. Look at all this shit. I know he does so much and <laughs> it's like putting everything. Oh my no, god. No, yeah, I, I, I bad in this. He's bad. He's phoning it in. He's here because he wants to be with the Russos, probably for some reason. He's here because it's an easy paycheck. And he's here because he probably wants to work with Chris Evans, who doesn't with that beautiful crew cut. You're right, me, myself, and Irene. He is awesome in this well, movie. Well, then you're, you're right. Uh, this is his, his most action y action movie to date. Right. It has to be. But again, though, like movies, like you said, like Drive. And like nice guys, like those movies are not action movies. They have action scenes in them. This movie has no plot. It's just action scene, action scene, action scene. He is literally handcuffed to a bench, and guys are getting just completely sprayed with bullets, and nothing's hitting him. I I mean, this is unfortunately kind of, I mean, common. In fact, it's actually common for a lot of the Avengers, like. Chris Hemsworth has done a lot of the the extraction series that we were talking about. Uh, Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye. I mean, shit, he, he was Jason Bourne in a movie, and then obviously Hurt Locker as well too. Like, these are action gets you gets you some notice. So I guess that's what this is. Right. I just I just wish that he wanted to do this, uh, but it's fine because again, this is this is Gen Z space off. I'm claiming that. Um, I think this is going to, in 10 years, people are going to just love it the way that we love face-off. Just look at how ridiculous this is. Instead of somebody's face being taken off and put on somebody else's, we're going to have a gratuitous train chase scene in the middle of whatever city and country. Uh, just innocent people dying every... Do you remember like, remember like less than 10 years ago, Eric, the internet was going crazy because in um, Man of Steel, when he was fighting the bad guy at the end, they were just knocking over buildings and like presumably innocent lives were, were, were taken. That's what the whole plot of Batman for Superman is, right? Uh, never... sure. Yeah, and I remember they were complaining about it in Man of Steel, and then the big gripe about Batman v Superman is that Batman was uh, killing a lot of the uh, henchmen, and Batman does not kill Right. Or is this when he's running him over, like, off the road and <laughs> like a turret gun, I think? Go ahead. But, but that's, that's kind of my point is that what happened to that? How many innocent lives? I mean, like, is it because people want to pick and choose to gripe something over? Because I'm watching this movie, especially that train scene. I'm, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, the yeah. countless lives lost. I mean, like, Eric, I know you've seen this movie, but for people who are listening who probably have not seen this movie, he's on like this trolley train in the middle of a city, and there are people on top of SUVs with Gatling guns shooting at him in every direction, and he's fine. Yeah, uh, and 
the police come like the city they police just... everywhere and the, and they get blasted by these mini guns and shit too right right and the, all of them are just cannon fodder no pun intended i mean like i mean one guy even says bust out the rpg and they just like just shoot rockets at these police officers they were ready for it yeah they were they had that thing locked and loaded and yeah it, it was I, crazy it, it was it was a, a, a lot um, it was crazy um yeah. Nothing's more crazy because we'll there go were back. Trick shots too. We got some, you know, Ryan Gosling looking at uh, mirrors. Come on, that's so stupid. I mean, he's good. Eric, that's, what, that, that's how the CIA trains you. Eric, have you ever shot a real gun before? No. Oh, well, I have. Um, no. <laughs> no. I don't care. No. That that that's ridiculous. Um, I want to go back to the beginning when I realized that this movie was I loud, so well. Um, the beginning of the movie, which made me realize what kind of movie I was in. Uh, we're at this big party. They're in China or something. I think it's Chinese New Year. I don't know what's going on. Okay. And and Brian Gosling's there to assassinate somebody. We find out later after the big scene that this was zero four. This was a this was an ex. Uh, uh, part of the team kind of guy yep. and he has this uh, medallion inside this medallion is this little uh, sim card if you will the but, files. yes so what i realized i don't know about you but when i realized this movie was ridiculous is when the bad guy in the beginning jumps out the window just happens to know that there's a spot to land ryan gosling does the same thing and they are fighting in the firework pit and nothing's happening to him. Now, again, for people who haven't seen it, there's this gigantic pit about the size of a basketball court surrounded by ginormous tubes and flames and, sp and sparks are going everywhere. And these guys are fighting in the middle of it. Stop it. This is stupid. I, I mean, there's a lot of kind of silly, but... It's not trying to be anything more, Jordan. It, it, it This was just kind of setting the pace of the movie because there was a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat. So this seemed very much more like the Jason Bourne, whereas uh, something like a John Wick is a lot more just gunplay. So, But, I mean, this had a lot of gunplay, too. So I guess this was kind of like the mix. This was maybe a studio looking at all of those action movies and going, okay, a little bit of all of those... Russo's make it make the thing do the thing, but the reason why that movies like John Wick are very popular is because it has a compelling story it with it. Does not. Yes, it does. Have you seen John Wick one and two and three? I, it John, shut up. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, that was mean, but <laughs> that shut for up, four Jordan. movies that there is one thing. There's only one thing. That it, for John Wick to to have hit anything develop, okay, it was because the dog died that his what that his ex got him or something like that. That's it, and then that that is since spanned into four movies. So have you seen the other ones? Yes, and don't try to cherry coat it with like oh the 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 sinister corporation or you know, that was running all the hits because first off. I, is everybody is a hitman? Every a hit person now? Everybody, including the dogs, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> look, I like I like the universe that they build more. They all um, work fast food jobs and they work at laundromats and they, they're just they're just regular people. 
mopping floors? Sure. Okay, fine. Maybe, maybe I'm trying to pick a fight. Jose maybe... Hector? He's been working here 15 years. You're telling me he's been an assassin this entire time? <laughs> fine. I will the give gong you show? that. I will give you it. Fine. I will backtrack. It's just nothing in this movie is keeping my attention besides every time that Chris Evans is on screen. The plane, uh, he, he, he finally gets out of the mess, and then you know he calls Billy Bob, and Billy Bob's like, hey, I'm going to get you out. There's an extraction site. I'm like, oh, my God, if I hear the word extraction one more time, I'm going to lose it. And, and then like these guys know him. Right, these soldiers know him, or these mercenaries know him. He gets in the plane, and somehow he knows when he's deep sleeping, because they had no way. They didn't say out loud, "Hey, everybody, uh, we got to kill Gosling here." <laughs> the right? unbelievable they, part is is how ridiculous. how a man can do all this on three hours of sleep in a bag of Skittles. I I love how he said, "No, I'm good on Skittles." Um, and this plane thing. This 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 plane crash reminded me just of the mummy plane crash with Tom Cruise. Like this is ridiculous. Like oh. it, it was, yeah. It just was. It was. It was laughable. I did not find myself um, going, "Wow, great action!" or "Wow, I can't even tell that it's fake," or "Or wow, Gosling sure is an action hero." Again, he's Danny Glover. What is he doing in this movie? <laughs> He shouldn't be in this movie. Oh, I was just waiting for him to call somebody pussy face. I, I didn't, you know what? I didn't you take got it that as, joke. You got that joke. <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I didn't take it as seriously. I think that's why I, I kind of in, enjoyed the, the movie. Just, But it, it just started to get a little too ridiculous at times, especially with the action, because it's just like, oh, all right, man. Like, that was a lot. Like, you know, take a nap. Like, shouldn't you, like, a limp? A bruise, a cut, something like. But it's just uh, you know, like a ringing of the ears, you know. Um, but you're fine. Maybe you know. Could you find some water to drink? Is that is that a big one? But I I don't know. Um, what? Is it just small? It just feels like after a while, I'm watching like a robot or like a Superman just kind of go around and just like I don't know. Is it just just kick some ass i guess it, it seems like because one guy's on the run and the other guy uh chris Evans, seems to have like a crew and he's traveled so it seems like okay well they're they're gonna stop for lunch uh you know on the way there you know they got a, they got a crew you know they got they all gotta eat but you know what it is i gotta see this movie again eric then i mean because okay, you know what i want to see this movie and it's just ryan goslin eating it's just the gray man eating and cooking food uh, and taking naps, yeah. I think I want to see that one. No, I just, I definitely have to see this movie again because, I mean, I mean, really, this this review is shame on me because when I hear that Ryan Gosling is not just in a bit part, that Ryan Gosling is the co-star of a movie, I'm expecting something good. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, I'm not a big fan of romance comedies at all. It's not my thing. I recognize that some are really good. Just not a fan. Um, but he did Crazy Stupid Love. I went to go see that movie in theaters with my wife back when we were dating, I think. Um, did had no desire to see it, but Ryan Gosling was the star that was one of the stars of the movie. So I was like, okay, this has to be something. There has to be more to the movie than just stupid romantic comedy. Chris, you know, Chris, uh, whatever, Carl, wow, Jordan. Keep going. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Where Steve Carell is just doing these, um, 
funny antics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was more to it overall. And um, I guess that was the expectation going into this one. It was like, okay, why is Gosling wasting his time with what I perceive is to be a stupid action flick? There has to be more meat and potatoes to this. And there, there's not. Did you not like his his charm at all? Uh, like, uh, for instance, okay, so we, uh, uh, after we, uh, he gets the the, the knock files. It, it's comes apparent that he's become a, the wanted man because uh, Carmichael, uh, the Bridgerton guy, is um, finds out about it and it is now just like, okay, well, I want that and I'll take any means necessary to get it. And so now he's on the run. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he has to obviously use all of his resources to uh, maintain his life as a gray man, which he can just ghost, I guess, uh, very well at any time, which he does, I guess, to well to a certain extent. It's not like a Jason Bourne, but he, you know, it's it's believable enough. Mm-hmm. He's going around there, you know. Uh, he just, basically, his superpower, besides being able to uh, not eat or sleep, is also he uh, is to guess people's clothing size. Uh, yeah, what do you he, see? You're 38. Yeah, he can he can do that on a, a very good job, um, and he does a good job of that. But I, again, that's a kind of part of the character itself of six. He, there's this little bit of of humor about him that almost he uses um, as a defense, even as we met with Billy Bob Thornton uh, in in prison when he first introduced the character. Like his that's his shield, that's his mental shield, and I I, I like that they use that a little bit. In in this, when he says uh, things to Chris Evans, like what does he say? Like, oh, I, I'm starting to not like you very much, or something like that. Right. Uh, um. Or the usual trope of Billy Bob, uh, his character uh, Fitzroy, whatever, uh, being the the inside man of the CIA, but in this time he's actually the the you know the father figure. He's actually the support Fitzroy. There it is. Um. And okay. it's it's great that they kind of have their own like little, um, I don't want to say like emergency language, you know, their their distress flags in their languages, sure. right? Uh, but it it just showed that obviously they know each other, that there's a relationship, um, and I think I I like that because then it really focused more on it being like a two versus two of the uh, the Carmichael versus the uh, the Lloyd character. Versus uh, Six and Fitzroy. What do you think about the fight at the end, though? Like, I'm like the big, big fight. I thoroughly enjoyed in, this in fight. In the fountain. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. I think it um, was a little cliche that uh, it ended with kind of like uh, the, the, the random gut shot and no, who, who done it, and then right. it turns to Anna De Armas. But it's also fine too because it's usually like um, you could say the White Knight type but it, i don't know it just seemed just kind of like a quick way to end it um i don't know if there's a better way to end it so uh it was it was fine and well enough um yeah i i liked that there was uh the other honorable uh assassin the avik uh, is his name oh what was his oh uh, the, uh, the guy that they fought at the hospital that yeah um... yeah the one who actually stole the knock files and I know they're yeah. not called the knife files, but I'm using that just for for reference. Yes. Uh, yeah, but the, the guy who who actually stole it, Lone Wolf. There it is. His name's Lone Wolf. That's his. Oh, that's code right. That's, name, I guess. That that's right. Because what's his face called? Man, he goes, oh, he's the Lone Wolf. Yeah, I mean, like, 
I was I was waiting though. Okay, so one big mistake I think in the movie is when they were doing the big shootout in the in the big square, and that one uh, chick was yelling at uh, Chris Evans for like failing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, his name is Lloyd, which that's just amazing. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for him just to grab his gun and just shoot her real quick, but he never did it. She ended up shooting him at the end. I was yeah. like, that's what he needed to do. That was his character. His character was supposed to be this ruthless killer that's no nonsense killer. She's just screaming at him that he's worthless. He's a piece of garbage. He should just <sighs> puts out his pistol. Boom. Done. I'm yeah. in charge. Uh, yep. You know, so many opportunities. I mean, I could, I could rewrite this movie and make it even more dumb than what it is. And it'll be more entertaining. Yeah. I know. I, I again, I feel like again, um, learning that how much improv went into the character as well too i guess we could excuse a lot of it for that i mean no we can't excuse it. we got to we we got to be mad at the directors because ultimately they're in charge and they're the ones that allowed it to happen so because you allowed it to happen and you kept it in the film you're now making the audience wonder who's this who's this black lady that he's that he's cool with kind of reminded me of the blind lady from Deadpool. Like, who is this? Who is this magical person that just came out of nowhere? Like, do we know anything about her? Or the Oracle. They... Right. Oh, there you go. Perfect, man. The Oracle. It's like, it's like, what's the Oracle doing here? Like, yeah. it, that made no sense. And then she, like, sacrifices herself. First of all, we get introduced to this Oracle character. That's not her name. We're just calling it because that was perfect. Good reference. Yeah. Um, we get introduced by her by having an oxygen take. She's breathing into something. I'm assuming she's dying of lung cancer. And then as soon as the actors come into the scene, it's like it never happened. We never see the oxygen tank ever again. And the building and the apartments is getting completely ripped to shreds. And then some character, I don't know if it was like a B character or if it was like a main character said, oh my God, that's the Oracle's house. What are you doing? It's yeah. like, okay, who is she? Is she like the ex Billy Bob Thornton? Like, was she like in charge before Billy Bob? Yeah. Who is she? Yeah, was, she was the one of the ex heads, right? It's, it's great. Thank you so much for telling me that. I wish the movie would have. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they did because um, the one Carmine's underling, uh, oh goodness, I'm Paul uh, Brewer, Suzanne Brewer, I think, right? She was the one just, you know, kind of being the, her, the conscience, be like, what are you doing? I can't believe that you do you know whose house that you just blew up. Right. Uh, type thing. And so, uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, Cahill, right? Mar- Margaret Cahill is the character's name. So okay. Find she's her actual thing. I thought she was like ex-CIA uh, CIA head or something like that. Or she could be like number one, maybe. Number two. Either way, she's, she's decommissioned and, but obviously in contract right and then you get the and then you get the cliche with the guys coming in looking around and she's like i'm in here and it's like dude if i'm ever like us like a secret op and somebody says i'm in here i'm not going there i know what's going to happen because it happens in movies all the time if you go in there they're going to light a cigarette and then big explosion because they left the oven on the stove it's like come on just yeah oh i've just been here before and i don't want to be here anymore it just, seemed, you know, yeah, like there could have been, it, again, a lot of the usual beats, the eye roll that you would see in kind of an action movie. Right. And that's why I think I'm the gas trap. Yeah. So did that. It's just, that's why I'm, I think that's, a, I think ultimately that's why I'm reacting the way I am. It's just, it's just because I have been on this ride before and I'm tired of the ride. Like I just, 
I've seen every trope of this. It's becoming nonsense. You know, like like when uh, like we were teenagers and in our early 20s, we used to love horror films, right? I mean, you and I love horror films, uh, but we kind of got out of it, right? Because it's like, okay, been there, done that, right? We've seen these things and waiting for the new thing. That's kind of what it's like for action movies right now. And then, of course, you and I get excited like in our past reviews where we there's like little movies that come out that are just like so good and like change the genre. One that comes to mind would be like It Follows. Like, okay, that's something that, that's new. Okay, horror's back. And then it's like, no, 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 it's not. Um, no, so I, I, Yeah, you, but I get it completely. There's usually like a, a gimmick or like a stick that comes along with it. And it's... It's hard to to stick with it and be original with it because it just goes back to being uh, exploited into yeah, cliche into, into something else into some sort of uh, you know a spectacle kind of like the message in Nope. Do you get it now, Jordan? Do you get what that movie's about now, Jordan? <laughs> no, just to just to be a jerk. No, because you told me to show up earlier. Yeah, you're no. right. I deserve that. No, you don't. Um, you know what? Let's. Before I bore the audience, let's get into your popcorn ratings for this one. I'll go first. Sure. <laughs> uh, I my opinion hasn't changed uh, since in the beginning of the episode when I announced it. I, this one's a small, only because of Chris Evans. I enjoyed his character. Um, I liked what he was doing. I liked the wardrobe with the character. I liked that he is in a fight to the death and he's wearing tight, skin tight, high water pants. I love it. I just absolutely love it. Um, he's just, he's, he's everything that I want in a villain. He's ridiculous. He's charismatic. He's over the top. He's charming. Uh, does his plot make sense? No, but he's so awesome that I can't look away. Unfortunately, I can't say the same for anybody else. I wish the movie was how I'm feeling. Um, I wish the movie, uh, would give me more. If you're going to go dumb, then go dumb. But this movie just, this movie was not expendables dumb. You know what I mean? It was just, okay, cliche, cliche, cliche. Mm -hmm. That's a wrap. Um, I'm really upset with Gosling in this because he's better than this. Billy Bob Thornton, I also would argue, is better than this. Um, this is a very, <laughs> very, very good Netflix stupid action film. This is no different than any Netflix Adam Sandler released movie. Like, it's just bad. It, it's not good. It follows cliches. I'm bored. Yawn. Small bag. So, Eric, what is your popcorn rating for The Gray Man? Hold on. Wasn't uh, wasn't he in, like, Bowfinger or something? Who? Billy Bob? No, maybe not. No. I'm sure he's been spitting some stinkers. Uh, I'm going to give this a small bag because I'm going to forget about it next week. I was kind of falling asleep during this movie anyway. It's... We don't really talk about it too much just because we talk about the one action scene and then it's just basically that 12 more times uh, until the movie ends. Uh, and that's that's about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, no, no lesson was learned. Everyone goes home, uh, takes a shower. Um, you know, they all watch Wheel of Fortune. That's it. And, you know, it just kind of just wraps up in... <laughs> You know, as they walk into the sunset, and um, there was—it's all just—it's all action, no, no meat on anything. Um, you get kind of vaguely familiar with these people and who they are, but I don't know the the whole—it's becoming a trope now, where it's just like, the, you know, not lone dog, but top dog movies. 
Mm. You know, it's like, well, uh, here's a movie about the best of the best and them doing the best things. And whether it be even like a reverse order, like a Squid Games, where it's sending out the best person or, you know, something uh, very much like this, where it's, uh, you know, uh, or like a John Wick, as we mentioned earlier, where it's the, the top official and uh, the organization has to go against him and he just wants out. But the, you know, the organization won't let him out. You know, the the mafia assassin is, it's, it's just that over and over again. And um, another thing, too, is that a lot of these movies, I, I think it's silly because uh, they always are just like, you know, oh, you have a, 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 a 50 double billion dollar reward on his head type of thing. It's just like, well, if everyone's in this assassination game, shouldn't you expect that somebody offering that ridiculous amount would just walk in and kill you? Because, well, you know, you're an assassin too. You'd probably do the same thing. Right. Like, so it's just, so to, to have somebody turn somebody in and be like, all right, buddy, where's my money? Uh, it's just me here. And you brought in your crew of 12 people. Uh, I'm, I'll take a check, you know, uh, Venmo, if you just want to, put that over it just seemed just like they wanted to focus on some of those details but again ignore a whole lot of other ones it's um not a memorable movie um the characters i i actually didn't mind them i i didn't i enjoyed chris evans i i enjoyed ryan gosling as six um billy bob just plays the same character now right uh, for as he has been for uh, for a long time since Bad Santa, I guess. Or Armageddon. Yeah, or Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the family thing with the daughter just seemed to hold kind of weird. Uh, I don't even know if you could just probably... You could have made it so, like, uh, Billy Bob was, like, uh, the uncle. You know, hey, that was my dad. Or, you know, sorry about my brother beating you up. Or, or you know, or had there be some sort of link that way. Um, rather than being some some girl who just kind of... You know, some producer's daughter. Producer's daughter. It's kind of what yeah. it was, but that's just what it is. It's uh, it's just not a memorable movie. It's a, it's a small for sure. Well, Eric, I would like to tell you before we close out the show, since we're almost done with this year, we're kind of almost halfway through, kind of wanted to tell you what our overall totals have been this year. And I thought the fans might like this too. Eric. You have given four no bags this year so far. You know, and I had thought about this the other day, cooking in the kitchen or whatever, a shower thought. Uh, just like, do we need to have a halfway point where we're just like, oh, do we go back and look at these or do we just wait until the end? Well, we typically wait to the end, but uh, I was doing this the other day and I was like, oh my God. But I mean, like a total, um, like how, I don't know how many we've done total here uh we've done well there's 63 to wow anyway um eric so you're given four no bags so far uh and i kind of wanted to show you uh last year you gave four no bags total all right okay uh last year total you gave 23 small bags this year total so far you have given 10 Woo. okay it's been a good year Last year, you have you gave twelve medium bags. This year, you have given ten. So far, oh no, okay. And last year, you gave twelve. 
large bags total. So far this year, you have given six. Do you want to hear those six? Because this these could be big for our end of the year. Do you want to hear the six okay. large bags? Okay, sure. In order, this is you, not me. Large bag for you. Being the Ricardos. Okay. The power of the dog. Okay. Titanic. Okay. The Notebook. Son of. Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh huh. And Chippendale. Okay. <laughs> I, just so you know, for the whole month of July, gave a large bag to every movie in the month of July. Yeah, okay. It seems so silly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dirty Dancing large, Thor large, Chippendale large, Nope large. <laughs> yeah. We got to see some different movies, man. <laughs> I have given 10 large bags this year. Just so you know. Last year, I gave a total of eight. Well, we got some... Uh... We got some more scheduled, so we do. Excited. We do. Well, I'm also excited too because I'm excited to go on this new hunt, or would one say, the beginning hunt? I always go after my prey, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That's what I thought. God, that was good. I don't care what you think. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening. To this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Like always, check us out Movie Guys Podcast at podbean.com. Or if you don't want to go to that website because nobody does or listens to the podcast, check us out on any social media platform you can think of that has podcasts. We are on it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night. <laughs>